What made you pick this one? I wanted something that was a little on the um, somber side. Penitential. Yeah. Uh, and it was one that I was pretty sure we didn't already have on the schedule, so I wasn't going to mess something up. Cool. I was just curious if you felt like you particularly needed aid against perils, or... Um... (laughs) I'm... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Welcome to the Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell, and I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. Now, collect is a funny-sounding word, but actually it's just another word for prayer. And it's spelled like collect, as in you might collect the discography of Pearl Bailey, including the intoxicating Pearl Bailey for adult listening. Pearl Bailey sings for adults only. More songs for adults only. All about good little girls and bad little boys. The risque world of Pearl Bailey. And come on, let's play with Pearly May. Brendan! (laughs) Who is this person? Um, She's a uh, singer and actress uh, best known for for her role in Hello, Dolly. Wow! (laughs) She sounds amazing! Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Why did we pick this one? (laughs) It's because we're praying for aid against perils. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Did you also know, Brendan? I I had to look her up to see what she looked like. (laughs) Apparently, she also wrote a book, which is delightfully titled, (laughs) Hurry Up, America, and Spit. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it's about, (laughs) but that's what it's called. Wow. That is is incredible. We're having too much fun for land. Oh, yeah. Well, we're recording this before Lent, so it's okay. But don't laugh. Listeners, don't laugh because you'll get smoke. (laughs) Nobody wants to be smoked. (laughs) Not even Pearl Bailey. Smiting sounds like a peril, though. Maybe we should pray about that. It really does. It also sounds like something Pearl Bailey might be interested in, but (laughs) let's go on. (laughs) The collect uh, for the day is found... On page 123 of your Book of Common Prayer. Be our light in the darkness, O Lord, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
This is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. It, and it is, strictly speaking, a collect, but it's got some of its elements mixed up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. It doesn't start out with the typical almighty God, yada, yada, yada. We, we start out just saying straight off, straight up what we want. Be our light yeah. in the darkness. And they were like, oh, Lord. So there's our mm-hmm. there's our attribution. And then, and in your great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. So that's that's what we're asking for. The mediation here is interesting because it it's for the love of your son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't totally understand what the for is supposed to mean here. Right. Like, is it saying defend us from perils so that you will gain the love of your son? <laughs> no, this must be an archaic phrasing because it's obviously like the same meaning at, or the same construction as like somebody saying for the love of God or something like that <laughs> right for the love of your only son I'm trying to see if I can find something about that phrase so while you're you're looking for that um, I'll say just a little bit about so this collect is one included in the form for evening prayer and also included in the form for Compline in our current book of common prayer in all of the previous versions of the bcp there were three kind of required collects at evening prayer and then lots of optional ones in this one, for the first time, in the 1979 one, the new common Book of Common Prayer, if you will, they're all optional, and you are welcome to choose one or more of the following collects, of which there are eight, and this is just one of them. But in the, in the previous versions, the collect of the day, the collect for peace, and this collect were read every day during evening prayer. Okay, I'm going to admit at this point, I've completely come up empty on the etymology of this phrase. So um, I'm just going to say that for maybe means through in this context. Uh, But it's fairly easy for me to, to understand why this prayer would have been a required prayer, given the time that the that the offices were put together. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about 16th century, 16th century England at, at, at this point. When the sun went down, like outside was was super dark. Right. So I know street lights, not even like the gas lights of like Jack the Ripper times and stuff like that. But uh, darkness was was especially menacing um, at, at this time. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Anyway, it just seems appropriate. Yeah, be our light in the darkness. You know, obviously, th- there's not a lot to this prayer in terms of meat here. I, of course, we want to be aided against perils. It, it is evocative that, that we're asking for God to be our light in the darkness because there's we're clearly um, calling out to the Gospel of John there in the first chapter. 
Uh-huh. But um, it's it's just pretty simple. It's a prayer that that's about dependence on God. Because God is merciful. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like we're struggling on this one. Like we picked one that was too easy. Yeah, that may be the case. We should have picked a harder one. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Okay, so I got something totally wrong. What is it? Well, no, I, I just missed uh, missed the note. I was like, this was written in like 16th century England. I've got to retract that because this is from the Galatian Sacramentary. Indeed it is. Yes, you're right. So super old. This is a prayer from like 1300 years of darkness. A random history note on this one. In 1789, it was revised to say the following... O Lord, our Heavenly Father, by whose almighty power we have been preserved this day, by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Um, so it took out that kind of strange phrasing uh, and, and made it a little more standard, I guess, with the collects. It also took out the kind of nice be our light in the darkness part. Yeah. But then... For reasons that are unknown to me, in 1892, the revision was revised of the person who was responsible for sacking the people had been sacked, (laughs) and it was put back to its original form and has stayed that way ever since. Well, be our light in the darkness is a really good phrase. Yeah. Yeah, so... So maybe this would be an interesting time to talk about the the daily offices. What's your... um, What's your take on that, Brendan? Are you a daily office reader? Yeah, so we're recording this uh, a little bit before Lent has started, so I guess mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say something about my intended Lenten discipline this year, uh, which is really to get back on board with the daily office. I, I've gone years at a time sometimes praying the office, and I am just out of the habit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can tell you that, that the routine of the office has an impact on my life when I'm doing it. Um, I, I don't know exactly what to say about it other than the, that that discipline and that time with prayer and scripture. It feels like it benefits other areas of my life. So we haven't talked about this yet. Uh, we haven't, we didn't compare notes prior <laughs> to the service. Um, that is also my Lenten discipline for this, this year. <laughs> Did you just call our show a service? Did I? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Coming to the revised Book of Common Prayer are the show notes of the collect call. I mean, it is a spiritual discipline, Bridget. It's true, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so that is my intention for Lent this year as well. And I have a little bit of a different take on it. I have never been able to consistently read the daily office i have wanted to my whole life (laughs) well at least since i became aware of the daily office i have tried and have failed on multiple occasions and i don't think that you know i'm gonna be smote (laughs) for it but i i do long for that sense of structure to my prayer life and so I'm going to give it another go this time around. You know, I'll say one of the things that I really enjoy about the office is that, you know, when you're hearing scripture in church, 
you're you're generally just getting a little snippet of the gospel or of the Old Testament. And sometimes you can tell where you are in the story, and sometimes you can't. And I think that's particularly an issue uh, with the Gospels, that it's hard to tell where you are in the narrative arc. But the Daily Office is generally taking you through large segments of Scripture in order. And especially when it comes to some of the uh, lesser-read books um, in the lectionary, things like, you know, I don't know, judges and kings and stuff like that. You can actually get into some pretty interesting stories that, that are sometimes quite absorbing. So I'm looking forward to that. That's cool. And do you read all four? When, when I've done it uh, in the past, I basically hold myself to uh, morning prayer and evening prayer and, you know, noonday and Compline are, you know, bonus points. I find it easier to get to Compline than to noonday prayer. Um, mm-hmm. It's really easy in the workday for noon just to slip past and uh, for me to miss it. For me, the one that's challenging is, well, morning and evening prayer, actually, both <laughs> of them, because my mornings tend to be a little bit stressful <laughs> with getting my grumpy six-year-old and my grumpy 36-year-old self <laughs> ready for work and not hitting snooze too many times and then evening prayer would traditionally be read in the like in the 5 to 6 p.m time frame and at that time i'm usually scrambling to get home from work pick up my daughter uh, make dinner get her homework done noonday prayer and compline are are actually the easier ones for me well and one of the one of the things that i enjoy uh when i'm able to do it is that friend of the show reverend the reverend uh david kendrick uh, records his office uh, discipline every day, uh, or at least morning and evening prayer. Unfortunately, I'm not able to get to it on the schedule all the time because he's recording them more or less in real time, and he's in central time. So particularly mm. uh, morning prayer, I'm often already at work before before he's posted his stuff. Since we are recording this a couple of days before our Lent begins um, due to travel schedules and, and work schedules, um, I, I do think that when this episode airs, Brendan, we should both tweet about um, how we're doing with our <laughs> daily offices to hold ourselves accountable. Okay, yeah. Can I, can I, can I keep doing it like at least until the episode drops? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's like a solid week, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, while we're while we're on the topic of the office in general, so this prayer does appear both in evening prayer and in Compline. And as I was researching this episode, I came across this incredible paragraph from the Reverend Dr. Massey Shepherd Jr. in the Living Liturgy. Can I read it to you? Oh my God, I can't wait. Okay, here we go. Speaking of Compline. We should like to ask, what is the value of the revival of this office of bedtime prayers in so many of our church conferences and religious meetings? Why are we not content with the church's official evening prayer, especially since our flexible rubrics make it quite easy to include in it all the best elements of Compline, the Psalms, a short lesson, the Nunc Dimittis, the Collect for Aid, and the Compline Office Hymn to Thee Before the Close of Day? Besides, such a shortened evening prayer remains logical and direct in its structure, whereas Compline has undergone so many and various cuts and additions as to leave a haphazard impression despite the beauty of its single pieces. 
Liturgy is no longer alive when we go behind a creative development, such as his evening prayer, to revive one of its sources whose form, though not its substance, is outmoded. So he has some thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Dang. So he was writing this in, when was this book published? 1946. So Compline had not made its way into the American prayer book yet. But uh, apparently clergy monkeying around with liturgies at clergy conferences is a tradition (laughs) from time immemorial. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) Clergy be clergy, young man. Yeah. (laughs) Are we ready for the Twitter challenge? (laughs) I think that means that we are or we're ready for something. You want to go first? You want me to? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, So I thought that this prayer was short enough that I might be able to cheat and just plug the the prayer into a tweet itself. Uh Uh-huh. But the prayer is like 170-some characters long. So I condensed it down to exactly 140 characters. Cool. So here it is. I've rendered much of it in, um, in text abbreviations. So, uh, anyway, maybe, cool. uh, maybe I'll tweet it when this episode drops so you can see it. Okay. <laughs> Be our light in the darkness, and in your great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Nice. Yeah. It's tweetable. Yeah. Uh, here's mine. I've been telling my kid for years that there's nothing scary about the dark, and then this prayer ruins it. Thanks, BCP. <laughs> Hashtag girls. That's great. Well, at least she's got a prayer to save her from the dark perils of the night. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to tweet at us about your dark perils of the night, or maybe not, just whatever you want to tell us, um... We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at the Collect Call, or on email at the Collect Call at x8movement.org if your feelings don't fit into 140 characters. Yeah, and tell us about your experience of the daily office. Are you really diligent about getting to it every day, uh, or do you want to join us on this Lenten discipline, and maybe we can tweet at each other about like the day's psalms or something? I don't know. Yeah, and even though you'll be hearing this after Lent starts, I don't think it's too late to join in. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe we should uh, put something out on our Twitter account before Lent starts so that if, you know, people who are really completists can start on Ash Wednesday. God, I'm such a completist. I totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, because if you start this on Thursday, you might as well not even bother. Just wait till Lent next year. Why? Why? (laughs) Just, yeah, exactly. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Our parent organization is the Acts 8 Movement on the web at acts8movement.org uh, or on Facebook or Twitter at Acts 8 Movement. Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, which is distributed under a Creative Commons license. And you can find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And join us next week when... Um... I'm not actually sure what we're going to be talking about because our calendar got screwed up. But yeah, by which not... I mean I screwed up the calendar. No, not necessarily. It's a it's a joint effort. 
and and yet we will be back to tell you about something that you will possibly be interested in. Yeah, or not, you know, whatever. So join us then. mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to D.